0: Hey, what's up everybody? This is an open discussion with C3 Films. My name is Chris and this is... Cheryl. And today we're going to be talking about the Fox television show, Gotham. Now, we're only going to try to keep our discussion to uh, episode one and two of season one, but we have both watched up to season five. The show uh, finished in 2019, so it's been over for a couple of years now, and we both really like the show, so... A potential spoiler warning for definitely the first two episodes of season one, but possibly even more than that in possibly the entirety of the all five seasons of Gotham. So if you haven't seen it, go out, check it out, and come back and watch our show. But let's go ahead and jump right into it. We were talking a moment ago about how hokey Gotham was and is. And it's funny because it never... It's never not hokey, even when you watch the uh, later seasons. But it always it always feels like it works. It never feels so egregious that you just get angry. And, you know, like, when I started, I haven't seen the first episode in so long. And when you meet Selena Kyle, she's the first person that you see, right? And she's running through the streets. I don't even think she has dialogue in that first episode. But she's going through the streets. And then what does she do? She steals a carton of milk get it because she's going to be the cat woman mm-hmm. and then like you know she feeds a cat and it's like oh, okay well we that's fine she likes cats she's always loved cats the, the, since she was a kid and then in the next episode we know her as selena but everyone's calling her cat and then mm-hmm. even when they say hey selena she's like cat and we're like it's like guys we get it she's cat woman you don't need oh, to call her a cat no. what's going on <laughs> we're or Poison Ivy, her name is Pamela Isley, historically. And what when you meet her, they're like, what's your name? Ivy. Ivy. <laughs> Just in case you guys didn't know, it's Poison Ivy. C C Q. can you there? Yo, Riddler, which one's Riddler? Oh, he's the guy that's constantly asking all the riddles, get it, because he's the Riddler. Oh, you know, Penguin, which one is he? Oh, he's the guy that people always say, ha ha, you, when you walk, you look like a penguin. Don't call me that. <laughs> it's like, it's absolutely ridiculous, it's nuts. But I love it. I love it. It's so good.
1: (laughs) It's so bad that it's good. That's what I was saying. It's like, it's uh, uh, exactly what I was saying earlier. It's so hokey, but it knows that, it knows what it is. It knows what it wants to be. And it's consistent. And I think that that's why it works is because it's kind of campy almost. Where it's just that level of storytelling and writing and filmmaking but it's like that 100% all five seasons and I think that's why it's accept it's acceptable because you they establish right away what it's gonna be like and it's like that the entire time so there's there's no you you expect nothing more and you get nothing less
0: (laughs) (laughs) But it's also not to say that the show doesn't, like, get serious, too. Like, even though it's hokey, the show is pretty dark as far as, like, what's happening. When we are talking about Gotham, or when you're looking at even, you know, Robert Pattinson's Batman, that Gotham, like, it's seedy, it's an underworld, there's violence, there's terrible things happening. They make sure you know from jump, the cops, Are not to be trusted the the cops are in on it the cops are under the payroll and even Harvey Bullock who is like the co-star of this show is in the pockets of the people that are the villains and so and you follow Jim Gordon who like we're gonna get to casting in a moment but like Jim Gordon who I think the actor who's playing him really works for this character At least this, like, age of this character, and like the way that he wants to do good, he really is trying to do good. He's another veteran, like, we talked about Pennyworth earlier, and he's like, but he's a veteran just like Alfred was, and he's trying to like make a difference in this city. And the first episode really goes to show you that even if you want to do good, this city will do its best to chew you up and spit you out. And by the end of the first episode, he is forced to at to do an evil deed kind of but he's he's forced to at least give the appearance of doing an evil deed but he has to go through the appearance of doing it because there was no other way out of that situation without at least kind of doing this because other people would have died if he chose to try to just be the gun hog good guy just straight up
1: yeah it was almost like he had a lay low so that he could continue to try to cha- make a difference in and change the way things are. Uh, but it's funny you say that because they really do hit the nail uh, with the hammer on the corruption of the city. It's kind of, they just, it's it's quite redundant how much they hit on that um, for the <laughs> yeah. first two episodes. Um, but you're right, like, Harvey has to um, to ask uh, permission from uh, Fish Mooney to like investigate the area and stuff like like that's that's her area like you know she's still mad at us can we can we even go there like they're the gcpd they should be able to go um you know anywhere but they have to ask you know the the mobsters if it's okay to go places and like make deals with them and and stuff like that it just it's
0: yeah i mean (laughs) there's even that moment when the, in the first episode where they hear someone getting beat outside and then like, Gorg's like, what's going on back there? And Fish, is, Fish jokes and says, oh, they're watching a scary movie. And he says, really? And then she says, no, and then tells him the truth. She says, no, we're beating this dude's butt because of the fact that he stole from me. And you're like, whoa. You know, like, And that just goes to show they do not care. They do not care at all. And then... Harvey even says, "Well, why don't you go out there and ask if anybody wants to press charges? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you want to do good, go do some good." And then when he goes out there, the guy that's getting his butt beat is even just like, "Yeah, we're good. We're just, we're just hanging out, just hanging you out. know." <laughs> and like, and it's one of those things. Like, I love the characters in this show so much. So Butch Gilzine, who is a character who becomes something way more than I expected him to be in this first in this first episode, but in this first episode. Like the actor playing him is just so smug and chill, but also kind of charming. Like he's kind of cool, actually.
1: I really <laughs> like him. Like, and and I like what they did with his character over the five seasons. Um, yeah. Spoiler alert for the for the whole series, but uh, he doesn't die.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Well. Technically, he does. <laughs>
1: Technically, yeah. But, I mean, things happen. It, it's kind of crazy. I mean, it gets really crazy, but it's one of those shows, you know. We already we already told you that. But um, right. but I, I really liked it. I, I like who they casted for him. I think he was perfect for that role. And I just really like the way that they got everyone to play their roles. Even, like, the series part, I was going to say, um, of course, they open with, the murder scene of right. um, Bruce, which is a great way to start appearance. the show, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. Because th- it really just like that's the beginning of Batman, really. Because um, that's what really puts him on the chart to that path of becoming Batman, um, and you know let let the let the games begin, basically. And it and that that's just how it it kind of launches the show into to uh gordon having to investigate the murder of the wings which i think is perfect because you know everyone just like boom get together now go make a show um but i was gonna say the, the 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 kid that plays bruce um and they keep him throughout you know the whole season uh all all five seasons such a good actor like and i really bought it when like he was in that beginning um You know, watching his parents get murdered, and then him, you know, reacting to everything, and then him even just talking to Gordon afterwards. It was such a tender moment with you know him and Gordon talking about um, how they lost their parents, and I thought of you too, and I was like, oh my goodness, this is so, you know, like it caught me right there, right. Um, What did I say? You don't. uh, You don't get anything. You you won't get more. What I remember,
0: but nothing less. <laughs> you won't get yeah,
1: anything yeah. less
0: than what you expect, <laughs> right? No, and it's interesting to go back and watch. Um... Hello, <laughs> <a little> Straker. <laughs> it's interesting to go back and watch this, knowing what that like, how that kid grows in the in the role, and because like it's five years. So if the kid is thirteen at the start of the show, he's eighteen by the time it's over. So like. We see the kid literally grow up on the television show Gotham and they basically, one of the things that the show does really well, like we're not, we're not trying to trick anybody here. The show is ridiculous. It gets ridiculous, but it actually does a good job of documenting how this kid faces his trauma and how that facing that trauma leads to him becoming Batman. In the first episode, he's already like, he's standing on the edge of a building because he's trying to teach himself how to conquer fear. And you can still see, like, and one of the things I like is because you get the idea that he's still a kid having kid responses to how, like, to something that's bad that's happened and his own guilt at feeling like he couldn't do anything, which is, you know, we talk about Robert Pattinson's Batman movie. What did he say? He said to Alfred, I didn't do anything. And Alfred's like, dude, you were just a kid. And it's almost, it's it's so cool, the parallels. And of course, because it's the same source material, but... Alfred talks about in that movie how he, he didn't know how to be a father to Bruce. And you see that in Gotham. You, you see Alfred Pennyworth and how he treats Bruce. Like, he feels more like a soldier than a father. Like, right after Bruce's, fa- um, Bruce's parents are dead and Alfred goes to pick him up, when when Alfred's walking with him, he doesn't say anything to Bruce like, hey, it's okay, it's going to be okay. He says, Bruce, He says to Bruce, keep your head up, don't let them see you cry. Wait, what?
1: (laughs) But you know, it's funny because when I watched it again um, for the first time after, you know, how many years, I was like, that is very Alfred. That is very in line with the character that they developed. And even if you, uh, you know, because we we had just finished talking about Pennyworth earlier, um, it totally fits across the board, this character of um, Alfred Pennyworth that we have seen in all these different versions um in the recent like i don't know 10 years of all the you know batman different batman franchises so I wasn't shocked that he said that, but I was also very like, oh, I don't know if I would say that to a, a boy that just lost his father. But uh, I mean, that I mean that's Alfred.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and it, but it, and it fits. I mean, and then in the, when we see him and he's burning his hand because he's trying to teach himself how to control pain, you know, the first thing that Alfred does is like, you stupid little boy. He like yells at him, you know, because. It, but it shows that Alfred does not know how to raise a kid and he wasn't ready to have to. So I love being able to see those elements that the showrunners clearly thought about because it'd be easy to make Alfred a loving doting surrogate father but in this he's a confused he's a confused adult that doesn't know what to do. And and it's great and as you keep watching the show that that evolves into him like trying to give Bruce an outlet for the pain by like teaching him how to fight or standing up to bullies. But Alfred is actually my favorite part of the show. But one of the things I want to do mention is just that the casting all around is really strong. Like you were mentioning earlier about how they got these these people to play their roles. But like the actor playing Harvey Bullock is great. You know, Um, Alfred's great, Riddler, Penguin. These are some of my favorite versions of these characters on live action. And even Fish Mooney, who is not a character from the comics, Jada Pinkett does a really good job of making Fish Mooney feel threatening and scary, and she is not someone to be messed with.
1: Yeah, for her at first, I was like, okay, I don't know who Fish Mooney is. I've never heard of Fish Mooney, um, and then, and then I saw it was uh, Jada Pinkett, and I was like, hell, uh, I mean, I was like, she doesn't seem like a kind of person that would be scary, but then everything that surrounds her makes her feel like actually she does seem very powerful and threatening except for against Carmine Falcone and they establish that right away and I really love that scene that's one of my favorite scenes that that interaction there where it's like Falcone is like you almost forget uh, even throughout you know the the rest of the season of the show, you kind of forget sometimes that he is a mobster.
0: He's a villain.
1: Yeah. But they make <laughs> him seem so Chill. warm and like yep. friendly, like a good guy. Like he's just trying to, you know, do good, but in his own way kind of thing. But that, like that one scene just kind of like envelops his entire character for the rest of the series. Because he is a gentleman, and he treats um, Fish Mooney so well, so polite, he doesn't do anything. He doesn't lift a finger, no violence from him. All he his, never threatens her either. Nothing. He just says stuff, and then things around them happen based on things that he says. But if you were just to like read the conversation, the dialogue between them, it would seem like, oh they're just having a conversation but then but but the things that he's saying the interaction that they're having are causing other things around them to happen based on what they were saying like oh this guy right like and then he's like don't uh you know make sure you treat her well and everything and like that somehow triggers him to get like beat the crap up and like so it's just I think that's the thing like about the show is like they have these little really well thought out moments and like the way things are written, um, the way the characters are developed are so good and like how they're established and everything like even though you know the whole cat thing was very on the nose the whole penguin thing is very on the nose but then you have these other things like these other versions where people are introduced and their characters are established so creatively and subtly um it's such a contrast right because they have like really good well written moments and then they have really like okay i get it kind of i get it
0: (laughs) (laughs) I get it. Um, You're in a Batman character. Got it.
1: (laughs) They even have these, like, I mean, this doesn't happen in, like, the first uh, two episodes, I don't think. But, like, later down the line, they really do have, they they have these stupid scenes where, like, the villains are literally just in a room doing hysterical evil laughter. Yeah. Um, Which is the hokey part. But then, I mean, that's what the show
0: is. Right. No, uh, I'm glad you brought up that scene because that was something that really stood out to me, too. Ah, uh, because it also showed how scared Fish Mooney is of carmine. Um, because and it's like because in that scene, like like you said, dialogue wise, very chill, whatever. But by the time he leaves, she's like trying not to cry. You know, And it almost was like she was trying to protect that boy because when he asked, "Do you have a lover, she's like being very dismissive and blah, blah, oh talking about oh, I use him for exercise. And that was his, and Carmine Vicone hurting him was almost like his way of saying oh okay well I see you and this shouldn't hurt you at all then and it's like and he did it and then just gets up and walks away and even when he saves Gordon and Harvey in the beginning like what does he say he says if Fish wants to kill officers she has to ask permission make sure she knows that and he says it after he's just had most of those men killed Bush only lived because he, meant, he was meant to be the messenger.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so it's, it's crazy. But one other thing like that they do, um, like you said, these little moments, like one of the moments that stood, stood out to me, is not from like the first season, I think it's like from season three or four. I think it's season three. But like, spoiler alert, um, Bruce comes against somebody who seems like he might be the beginnings of the Joker and he does something and Bruce wants to kill him and Bruce decides not to, but then Bruce has a moment with Alfred later where he's like talking about how angry he was and how he just wanted to kill him and blah, blah, blah. And then Alfred has a conversation with him about why it's important to not cross that line and what you can do in order to make sure that you never do. And in that moment, you're like, oh, wow they just gave the reasoning for why Batman doesn't kill. They just did this in this show. They gave him an actual tangible reason other than just being a good guy for why he chooses not to kill. And I'm like, you know, brilliant. And the show has a lot of moments like that just sprinkled throughout all five seasons.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, I, it's just a, it's a love-hate. I think you just get used to the bad moments. Um <laughs> where it doesn't really matter because it the show is sprinkled with all these good moments um right and i think it's just fun to be able to see all your favorite villains kind of come into the show and they didn't lean on joker right away we didn't get joker for a while um and i think that was like when i it was like my least favorite part of the show is when we got Joker. Although I do like the actor.
0: I do like the actor too. <laughs> it's so funny. I was talking to my roommate and she said the same thing. She said that she did not like the Joker, but she liked the actor. And Gotham, it's its so interesting because you wouldn't expect a show like Gotham to be filled with good actors. And they absol- it absolutely is. These are actors that... Are good at what they do and they're good at portraying these roles even when the material is silly even when it's just being silly and ridiculous they still do a good job and it was also interesting to see the character Barbara Keene who is um, Jim Gordon's girlfriend looking at that character knowing what she becomes <laughs> Like, it is so hard to look at that character in that first episode and not just like kind of like shake a little bit because it's so hard for me to not see her as crazy. Uh, Even when she's like giving these little smiles to him, I think like in the beginning, I would have just thought, oh, that's sweet. and That's pretty. But now I'm looking at it just like, oh, no, I know. I know how I know what that means. I know who you are. But, you know, she wasn't like that at this point.
1: I know. It was kind of crazy, like, watching it back, and, like, she's just so even-keeled. She's almost like an anchor for James. Um, And, like, I'm just like, how did she get to that point? Like, I don't see any signs of crazy. Like, it just kind of, I feel like she almost just kind of does a, you know, complete 180. 180. And, and just like something snaps in her and she becomes a crazy person. And then she just gets increasingly worse where yes. she's just a completely different person.
0: Basically, she feels was... like a different character.
1: <laughs> I, f- I feel like maybe they could have, you know, dropped some, you know, on the nose hints there a little bit more, which they didn't really do.
0: Yeah, um, that, that was the character that they chose to be subtle with.
1: <laughs> I know, right? I was like, oh. I was surprised because I didn't know who Barbara Keen was um, when I first started watching Gotham. So when that happened, I was like, where is this coming from?
0: So that actually brings me to another point about Gotham that I think actually ended up working in Gotham's favor. Before, it felt like Gotham was trying to be beholden to the overall like timeline of what would become like Batman's, I guess, history. And... You know, because Barbara Keane is Jim Gordon's wife and Barbara Gordon's mother. Barbara Gordon being Batgirl. And anybody that knows, like, a little bit about Batgirl at least knows that much. So when you watch the show, you're expecting, oh, Jim, Barbara, this is going to be a relationship that lasts forever. That's fine. It does not go that way. And at a certain point in the show, there's no way that it can ever go back. There's no way these two would ever be together again. And so like what the show starts doing is that it starts making its own path and then saying, you know what, to hell with the continuity of what Batman's universe would be, we're just gonna do what we want. So Firefly can show up, Riddler can show up actually as the Riddler, uh, Mr. Freeze can show up. Like all these people who normally wouldn't be an actual like threat or thing until Batman was actually Batman, show up in Gotham, and Gotham's actually kind of better for it. So when they just decided to just throw the, push the continuity aside and just do their own thing, it allowed them to have more fun, and it, and it still allowed them to set up Bruce Wayne even in these situations that would inform him to become more Batman-like or teach him how to be Batman. There's even a moment when he realizes that, if he wants to do something, he needs to like not be seen, right? Like You see the moment when he chooses to wear all black. You see the moment when he just chooses to like make gadgets because he needs to be better in a fight because he's not that good at hand-to-hand yet. Like, there are so many good things that they do just by doing away with the continuity, and I love it.
1: Yeah, I was thinking that too when I was first watching it. I was like, oh, so if this is pre-Batman then how are they how and they're but they're right off the bat in the first episode introducing us to all of like well not all but like a lot of the batman villains i was like oh so they're just gonna be like a villain here throughout the show um Hmm. until like the future and like then batman has to clean everything up like in the future but not in the show so then how's the show gonna be um but i kind of just really liked having all the villains around but then um then it just kind of becomes like this cool thing where they do like team-ups yeah with with the villains and it's like you know um it's it's bruce and the gcpd um teams up with some villains against other villains and then vice versa and it's kind of it's just kind of crazy but i kind of like it because it's kind of like you develop a relationship with the villains so you kind of like them uh, like it's kind of like their orig- origin story too Yep. but um, but then they always remind you like wait no don't forget they're villains so don't like them too much <laughs>
0: <laughs> right and it's crazy because like the show is called Gotham and it makes sure that you understand that Gotham City as itself is also a character So you have all these seedy things happening in Gotham, but also when like some of those moments when the villains come together to go against other villains, it's to protect Gotham. It's to protect the city as a whole. Uh, And that is real, and that's really fun. So, and everybody at some point is on one side of the coin, including Jim Gordon. Uh, And so, and I think that it just makes for a more well-rounded show in that way. And, it's, and it makes a lot of fun. One character that I have to mention that we didn't get to see in the first two episodes, that was kind of sad because I don't know when he actually shows up, Victor Zaz. We didn't get oh, to yes. see that. We didn't get to see him. Um, and one that's another thing Gotham was able to do was, not only did it take the characters that you knew very well, it took the characters that were only kind of like, sort of known and put them in there as well. Like they have the, um, the the judge guy character. I forgot what the actual villain's name was. I think it's the judge, but they had him in there. You know, they have Victor Zazz. They have the freaking, uh, the pig guy, which I didn't know that he was an actual villain. And then I looked back later, I think he actually pops up in Batman, the animated series at some point. So they actually go really deep into Batman's rogues gallery beneath all of, like the, a-tier Batman villains and go down into like some C-D-tier category but they still make them all scary because at the end of the day, this is Gotham and in Gotham, and this is a Gotham without Batman, so anybody can get it. If it's some dude in a pig mask, doesn't matter he can still stab you and cut you up before the cops ever get there. So any villain is actually threatening in this in this world and that's another cool, fun thing about the show.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's basically Gotham with all the villains and no Batman, so it's kind of crazy, and I think that's why, um, you know, the show gets to be so hokey, is because it's literally filled with crazy people, and they really are (laughs) crazy, Um, and I think that's just something that I I think is another reason why um, it's, like, so acceptable for the show to have these like outrageous characters is because that's kind of what Batman's villains are. They're all Yes. I mean, there's a asylum that Batman is you know, one of the 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 famous things about Batman is the Arkham Asylum where all of the villains go because they're literally all crazy and that's really how they're all depicted in the show and I like that
0: yeah, it's like <laughs> when Batman, when Batman defeats his rogues gallery, he doesn't take them to prison. He takes them to an insane asylum, <laughs> yeah.
1: which is basically the prison. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I forget the doctor. Uh, what's her name? Um,
0: the Marina Baccarin's character, I believe. Leslie Thompson.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then like then, then that kind of develops. And I was like, I've never heard of her <laughs>
0: She also it's... appears in the Batman animated series.
1: Gotcha. I mean it's yeah. kinda nice like having this show because it's just an it's it's like you said, it's like a an outlet where they can just kind of bring in all kinds of characters from the comics and stuff like that. It's kinda like a playland because there's no Batman. So you can bring all these characters out and have them interact with each other and they could literally be the best of their potential because there's no Batman there to like, you know put them in yeah. line.
0: Basically. You just
1: have Jim Gordon and he's just the yeah. guy.
0: <laughs> and I think for many, the the show can actually um, expose people to characters that they never seen or heard heard about before. Like I get the feeling that for a lot of people, Leslie Tompkins, that was this was their first time seeing this character because she hasn't been in the movies Mm -hmm. so you just you're like who is this but she's absolutely been in the comics and like I said she was in the animated series in a few episodes actually um but yeah so like this show also is a great way to just expose people to other characters and that's the other thing that's really nice about it the final thing that I would like to say about it um and we moved a little bit past just like the first two episodes a little bit here but The fact that it's only five seasons i think works to its benefit and i don't know if they ended it because they felt like they were going to get canceled soon or whatever but like at the end of five seasons, it does feel like an ending and i feel like that's a good number because it doesn't overstay its welcome and so at the end when i was watching gotham there was a couple other shows out at the time like i think there was um inhumans came out at some point and agents of shield was out And there's a couple other things, uh, like the CW shows, Flash, Arrow, all of those. And out of all of them, I had the most fun watching Gotham at that point. Like, season two of Arrow is still, like, one of the best seasons ever. But, like, Gotham was the most consistent show for me to watch up until the end that I could regularly enjoy. And that was surprising to me because it was the show I had the least expectations for.
1: Yeah, I was having a good time. I didn't want it to end. Um, I was just always checking um, to make sure that there was going to be another season, and I was sad when I found out they were stopping it um, because I wanted to see more villains. Yeah, um, and it kind it kind of got to a point where, like, I think they spent a lot of time with uh, with Penguin. Mm-hmm. Um, that's he's probably the most. Uh, um, common villain that we get to see. He's like in every episode for like the entire series basically. Um, and the Riddler, uh, and then, but then you have, um, like Ivy has her little moment where she, you know, she gets to be more than just the orphan girl. Um, even Catwoman does. Um, but then I think we, we get like a little bit of, um, Harley Quinn. We get a little bit of, uh, Dr. Freeze just a little bit mm. and I was like I want more of this like I know there are more and I want to know I want to see more villains because I think that's kind of the thing like that's kind of Batman's thing Batman is um, like a like a cool you know uh, you know investigator and hero and everything but I think one of the best things about Batman is his villains because his, his villains
0: kind of make him huh
1: exactly his villains are like just over the top and they're like the scariest ones and I don't know yeah. they're just so they're just so different they all have such interesting backstories I think that like if you if you think about like Superman how many villains can you think of probably just Lex.
0: <laughs> Well, you think of, like, Doomsday, Brainiac, and Lex Luthor. Those are, like, the big three. But outside of those, don't really think about anything other outside of those three.
1: Yeah. So, but yeah. For, for, like, Batman, you, just, you can just keep naming them, and, like, all of them are very familiar to a lot of people because there's so many of them.
0: Yeah, even the ones that aren't that well-known are still, like, a credible threat. Like, we talked about Calendar Man for the long Halloween, right? So, yeah, I think if there's anything that Gotham has shown me, is that the most interesting part about Batman isn't Batman himself, it's Gotham City and the villains that inhabit it. Mm -hmm. And how he chooses to interact with those villains is what makes makes Batman special. And Alfred. (laughs) And Alfred, oh my gosh, and Alfred. So at the end of the day, I think Gotham really surprised me because a show that I had no expectations for ended up having my favorite versions of characters in live action including out of the movies that I've ever seen. And I'm, I, I'm like you, I, I'm saddened that it wasn't able to keep going, but at the same time, I'm glad that it ended the show on its terms. And that I think that's something to be celebrated, especially in this day and age where shows are just constantly getting canceled left and right. But, and it might've still got canceled, but at least the fact that it had a definitive end, and that's what I love about it. Yep. So, yeah, anything else that you wanted to, like, bring up before we get out of here? We ran a little bit over time on this one because we had so much fun talking about it, but...
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, the only thing that I really wanted to mention was um, just how over-the-top the music is, but, just... <laughs> but yeah. it, it, it goes along with the way that the characters are and, like, just the overall feel of the, of the show, so I'm okay with <laughs> <laughs> It's just funny
0: yeah no 100 percent. like yeah it's crazy like and we'll be the first to tell you guys it's not like gotham is going to change your life but if you're just talking about an enjoyable procedural you know episodic television show gotham is solid it's the most consistent one of the most consistent superhero shows i've ever seen as far as like consistently being decent as opposed to having like high ups and downs like it's consistently decent there might be like a bad episode or two but as a whole looks like 22 episodes in a season usually pretty fun and solid but yeah that's what we thought about gotham everybody what did you guys think about it did you enjoy it as much as we did have you seen all five seasons did you even know that the show was a thing whatever you thought about it Comment below. Let us know while, you give us a like, while you're down there. Give us a like, share, and subscribe. And don't forget to also check us out on our twitch.tv slash c3films um, channel where we, we talk more about our like shows and stuff like that, things that we like on that channel. So make sure you give us a follow, follow over there as well. Even if you don't, though, I have been Chris, and this has been
1: Cheryl, and we'll see you all next time.